0: Welcome to No Small Talk, the arts and entertainment podcast for the Arkansas Times, sponsored by the Bentonville Film Festival. I'm Stephanie Smittle, I'm the arts and entertainment editor at the Arkansas Times, and I'm here with Omaya Jones. Hello. Today, we're going to highlight a few things happening in the area, some new music from Ghost Bones or color design, spirit cuts, and couch jackets, and we'll visit with musician and thinker Osiris Bali about an event coming up, with the Arkansas Public Policy Panel, and we'll speak a little bit with he and Bill Kopsky, who's the executive director of that organization about the work that they do and the events that they have coming up. We'll be right back. Welcome back to No Small Talk. I am here with Bill Kopsky, who's the executive director of the Arkansas Public Policy Panel and with Osiris Bali, who's a musician and a thinker performing for an event coming up at The Root. And I wonder if first you could just tell me a little bit about the work that Arkansas Public Policy Panel does. Sure. Uh,
1: So the panel was started in 1963. So if I do my math right, I think this is our 55th year of being around. And we were started by moms of school-age kids in Little Rock who were working to desegregate schools across the state. Um, the Central High Crisis had wound down and the Women's Emergency Committee disbanded. And there were still some moms who thought, you know, there's some other schools around the state that have the same issues. And so they formed the panel of what was originally called the Panel of American Women. We've sort of evolved over the years. By the 70s, there's enough men involved to feel insecure about our name. And we've kind of gotten much more uh, broadly interested in kind of policies that impact low-income people, women, uh, marginalized communities. So they changed the name then to the Arkansas Public Policy Panel. So basically what we do today is help people across the state get involved to make their community stronger. We tend to focus in uh, South Arkansas, uh, in rural communities of color. We also work around a few key issues of education, climate change, water drinking drinking water is an important thing mm-hmm. and ra- Basics. racial like racial equity through that organizing we built a lot of strong community groups that are making changes in their town so they the groups that we work with they choose the priorities that they work on so some of them are working to improve the school in their town some of them are working to bring economic development to their town some are just doing neighborhood cleanups sort of things and then we connect those groups with other nonprofits across the state into a statewide coalition called the citizens first congress And our members in that elect a platform that then we help them advocate for at the state capitol. So we've pushed a lot of policy reforms uh, that originated in grassroots communities in Arkansas through the state legislature.
0: So I don't know very much about this work, but it occurs to me as you're talking that you named a few key areas, like education, (laughs) drinking water. No, I'm I'm just thinking, so how do you... Keep that consistent around the state, and still respond to what's happening in the individualize your response for those communities.
1: Well, the because the way we work is the the work is really driven by the leaders in those communities, and we're really more of a resource to help them um, learn, process, uh, tap into other resources, uh, develop strategic plans. But they're really the ones driving the work, and so we're not really the experts in that. So it makes it a lot easier to carry a much broader load of issues when we have. Really, uh, hundreds of volunteers, probably thousands of volunteers, uh, if you added them all up across the state, who are really carrying the work on a day-to-day basis. Does that help?
0: It does. (laughs) So, so can you just explain it for me in concrete terms, like what you do? Somebody, let's say, in rural Arkansas comes to you. Maybe they find you and they have a problem. Yeah, say
1: someone calls us and they have a problem. Uh, Let's just pick a problem. They... Um, they think that the discipline policies in their schools are harsh. Um, and they think that the schools not providing good enough uh, you know, could, do, could be doing better. Um, so they contact us. Our question to them is, can you pull 10 or 15 people together to talk about it? Because that's the first part of our okay. belief system is that we create change together in community. And it's very difficult for one person all by themselves. The exact opposite of Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Uh, and that you know, oh, yeah. it's very yeah. difficult for one person by themselves to, to, to make, uh, you know, change these big systems that have been operating. And so they can pull 10 or 15 people together. Uh, we'll go and help them, uh, basically assess the issues that they're in, that they're identified. Uh, and then if they want to continue working, we'll help them create a plan on how to do that. And so, and it's the way we work is very community driven. So the groups that we work with, they, um, Pick their own names. They pick their own structures. They're not chapters of the Arkansas Public Policy Panel. They are the concerned citizens of Monticello, or the uh, Gould Organizing Project, or concerned citizens of Marvel, or you know, on and on. Then, if they're so, say, let's let's follow that school school issue. We'll help them basically prioritize their concerns with what's going on. Again, if they're c- concerned about the school, and then we'll help them do some research about. What's going well in their schools? Uh, a lot of people don't know this. but Arkansas actually has the fastest uh, or 10 fastest improving education system in the country um, because of uh, all the investments that we've made. So things are getting better, but there's still a lot of challenges. And so we'll help them basically assess all that research. What's going well? What are the big problems still? And then what are the solutions to those problems? And then we'll help them develop a strategy around pulling their community together uh, to push for those solutions. And at the same time with all that, one of the biggest problems anywhere in Arkansas is that most people are disconnected from our elected officials and the people really making decisions. So we'll help them go figure out, you know, just learn the process of going to sit down and talk to the city council or the school board or their state legislatures. And then we'll help them uh, uh, hold candidate forms uh, so that when the next time that state legislature is running for reelection, there's a form that he has to come and answer. And it's amazing in rural Arkansas, those aren't always customary. And so in a lot of the communities where we work, we've organized the first, you know, uh, candidate forms that anyone remembers. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and the, uh, and so that's been really interesting seeing, you know, that's, you know, you have a wide, uh, diversity of, uh, what's the right word, capacity of elected officials or people running to be elected officials across the state. Some people running for school board don't know what the school board is. And then sometimes you have people running for school board who really ought to be the superintendent because they understand it inside out and backwards.
0: So I love the idea of an elected official or a candidate being caught off guard, like by the, they've been doing their job and they've been sort of maybe like, uh, on autopilot a little bit, and not accustomed to um, res- like having a conversation with their community or, yeah. or being held accountable, even if they're just doing the right thing. Right, totally. Like, still, they don't they don't have that forum to say like This is what we're doing. Right. This is what our work is."
1: Right? Yeah. There's just not that infrastructure in a lot of the state for, and there's not the tradition for people to you know to, they're in, intimidated uh, by elected officials or they uh, don't know the process. Uh, or they assume that that's not going to do any good. One of the most frustrating things that we do in our work is to say, "Ah, they're all they're going to do what they're going to do anyway. The the
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and doesn't matter what we say." And all of our experience is the exact opposite of that. Our experience, actually, I think we've proven time and again that really the only thing that drives change in the state are uh, residents uh, getting together and going and advocating to the legislature, and we've passed. Really amazing reforms. Uh, you know, we've passed reforms around school discipline to pick, you know, we're following on that change, uh, strain. Uh, we've, uh, increased funding for pre-K in the state dramatically. We've really driven a lot of changes again across those, all those big buckets of issues that our members care about. And it's all been really grassroots driven.
0: Let's say I'm a person who's registered to vote. Yeah. Y'all should be registered to vote. <laughs> but I, up until maybe the last few years, just hypothetically let's say the last few years I haven't been really engaged with my elected officials or had a sense of how any of that works which is probably true for me um, even though I vote a lot of times when I go into the ballot box I I don't necessarily feel like very well prepared for that right it's true so, for the
1: vast majority of people I mean it's hard
0: so, so what do we do what's what's like what's a, what's a way a person like me can make a big impact
1: you know, uh, we, again, believe in kind of the collective impact. So join organizations that care about the issues that you care about. So if you care about education, uh, you know, there's groups around that are working on education. Uh, if you care about the environment, there's environmental groups. If you care uh, about civil rights, there's civil rights organizations But you know, kind of find organizations that are working on the issues that you care about. And if there's not one, uh, you know, if you're in a you know, rural part of Arkansas, where there's not that, that group working on that, you know, form one. It's not all that hard. Um, it takes some time, it takes some effort, so it's not easy. Uh, but it, there's nothing, there's no great mystery to it. And that's yeah. part of our job is to sort of help demystify that process. And again, show people that they can really make pretty dramatic changes in their, in their town. So I'll pick, I'll pick one example. In, uh, Gould, Arkansas, uh, several years ago, uh, the school was consolidated, the Gould School District was consolidated with the Dumas School District. And so this may sound like small potatoes, but to folks in Gould, this is really important. The Dumas School District was housing all of the archives from the Gould School District in a leaky building that was infested mm. with rodents. So all of the old transcripts, all the old yearbooks, uh, this really the town's history was literally rotting and being eaten. And they asked the Dumas School District, please don't do that. And the Dumas School District said back, well, we don't have the money to do anything else. This is what we're going to do with it. We're sorry. And so then we helped the, the residents there contact their state legislature and said, uh, and said, you know, we should do something about this. And so the, that legislature said, yeah, that's terrible. And uh, he drafted a bill uh, and then we pushed it through the legislature that requires a school district that takes over another one to pres- you know, simply have a, a preservation plan for their records. So, again, it sounds like totally small potatoes, but really important to the residents of Gould. And important to that history, and and so that's the kind of thing. And 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 a lot of another thing that we a lot of times people don't understand is in most places because so few people are engaged with those elected Mm -hmm. officials. For a state legislature later, for a state legislator to hear from a constituent on most issues is unheard of. For them to hear from five or ten is like a riot. You know, again, we always there's those flashpoint issues where they're hearing from hundreds and hundreds of people, and those are different different category, but on most issues that are moving through the legislature, they don't hear from anybody. I get told all the time by, by lawmakers, you know, I really agree with your position, but I'm not hearing from anyone from my district about it, and the lobbyists are eating me alive about it. And, uh, and so that's part of, I think, our job is to help people understand what the issues are and understand how to engage with
2: their elected officials about those issues.
0: Uh, Osiris, how'd you get involved with Arkansas Public
2: Policy Foundation? Pen- <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, it just happened one day. <laughs> nah, like, well, you know what I'm saying? For like the past 12, 13 years, I've been active in my community. You know what I'm saying? Um uh, just speaking up about injustice, uh, helping people form rallies. Uh, I did a lot of work with the youth in the community for like probably about seven or eight years, you know, uh, did a bunch of work with the Boys and Girls Club central Arkansas and the city of Little Rock. And so um, when I heard about the opportunity to, you know, become a part of their organization and work with them, I mean, it's just something that we kind of just clicked and, uh, and it happened. So I've been working with it for about four months now.
0: Is there a particular issue that you're passionate about?
2: Uh Social justice issues, uh, racial equity, you know, mass incarceration. Uh, those are pretty much, you know, my forte, I'll say that.
0: And, so you're, by the way, this is an arts and entertainment podcast.
2: So, oh, yeah. Uh,
0: let's talk about
2: music a little <laughs> let's bit. Let's get, it. yeah. 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 Wonder what Bill is. <laughs> I wonder what you listen to. Bill. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, it's still heavy, but, um, yeah, so, so you put this record out, was it last year, year before? What record? It was a little record, right?
2: <laughs> well, uh, the last one I put out was Happy Black Girl, so that was in February. Okay. And So, yeah, now, that was produced by Uni Watt. I don't know if you know him. If you don't, you probably should get familiar. He's pretty dope. Does a lot of hip hop, vaporwave, production. He's dope. And so we linked up. We've been doing music together for a couple of years now. So now we just starting, to, I'm just being, I was being lazy. So now I'm just starting to release the music that I did with him. And so, uh, yeah, but, um, I've so just been doing music and I'm just dropping singles and videos right now.
0: And where can people find it?
2: YouTube. Go look up Osiris Bali. You can find all the music on YouTube and, and iTunes and Google Play, title, so Spotify, all that stuff.
0: You're playing for this, so you're performing with, um, also UniWA is performing and yeah. you for this event coming up at The Roots. Yeah. That's uh, is for the benefit of Arkansas Public Policy Panel.
2: Is this yeah. right? Yeah. It's a, it's a fundraiser for the Arkansas Public Policy Panel. And... It's a basically a celebration of women in Arkansas who have been giving back to the communities on a consistent basis and just trying to make the, the lives of everyday people here just better. So we figured, you know, since the panel's been around since 1963 and it was started by women, we will use that theme to honor the women in this community and around the state. Uh, to you know, just give tribute to them about the great things that they're doing and, and acknowledging it in it. Because a lot of times people do a lot of great things, and you don't have to do it for the praise. But sometimes it's just nice to hear people acknowledge what you've been doing. You know.
0: And is this like an event where these people are going to be revealed, or you can can you talk about who some of these folks are that are going to be honored?
2: Uh, is this a yeah. surprise? No, it's okay. not a surprise. We we, we should we have announced it, but we haven't yet. <laughs> Partially because we just waiting on some confirmations from yeah, people. We haven't, we haven't notified all of them yet. Yes, yes so. important for them to know. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so, uh, I knew for sure that we're honoring Faronda Brassfield. She works with Coalition Against Death Penalty. Oh, yeah, Coalition uh, abolish to the, abolish the death penalty. Abolish the death right, penalty. Yeah. And so she's been doing a lot of great work, uh, as far as like that. And we're just uh, trying to end mass incarceration, uh, solitary confinement, money bail reform she's been working on a lot of issues and so we're going to honor her
0: i heard her speak a couple of years ago she's su- such a powerful presence yeah. in the room
2: oh you yeah know. yeah super great yeah when she speaks you just like everybody's listening we do we do conference calls and she's calling in conference everybody's just like looking at the phone like that but yeah she's she's great and uh, we're going to honor some women from um grassroots arkansas they did a lot of work in uh, the community. They, did, uh, they were real um, essential to the Save Our Schools campaign that for Little Rock School District after the takeover. So we're just honoring them as an organization. The women in the organization are just honoring them. And uh got a few more people. So I give guess. us the details.
1: A few of our founders are, 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 will be there and we'll be honoring them too.
2: Yeah.
0: When, where? How can people find out about it? RSVP.
2: It's going to be at the Root Cafe on Main Street from 530 to 830. You can find the information on Facebook. It's under the Arkansas Public Policy Panels page. So Arkansas Public Policy Panel. Make sure you go check that. The event is uh, Celebrate AR Women. So you can check it out over there. The links to get tickets or just make donations to the panel are on the uh page and just hit, hit the ticket button and you'll see it pop right up on Facebook.
0: And what's the date?
2: April 10th, this coming Tuesday night.
0: This coming Tuesday, April 10th, 530 to
2: 830, 830
0: at The Root. At The Root. Great. And people can find Arkansas Public Policy Panel on Facebook and get connected there. You yeah. guys also have a website.
1: Yep. Right? What's the... Is, what's, is it... ARPanel.org.
0: ARPanel.org. Perfect. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk with us about your work. Is there anything else coming up or anything um, that you'd want our listeners to know about your work or what you have coming up?
2: Uh, We might as well mention the Arkansas Youth Coalition for Social Change. That's one thing that I'm personally helping with as well, as well as everybody else at the panel. Uh, We're doing the next youth meeting on Thursday at the Willie Hinton Neighborhood Resource Center. Mm -hmm. The theme of this youth meeting is Know Your Rights. So we'll have um a few people on that panel for Rhonda Brassfield is one. Omavi Shakur from Seeds of Liberation is another person on that panel. Possibly somebody from ACLU we might have a candidate, one of the candidates that's running for judge also on that panel. We're just waiting on confirmations for that too. And that's Thursday, 530 at the Willie Hinton. We're encouraging all youth to come out. No matter how young you are, you know, you can get the basic information and learn about your rights And But the the thing about it is these people work in the field of law, so they know about law, and the kids can ask questions. So we're encouraging all the kids to come out. It's a free event. We're serving food. And yeah, you can come out and learn and talk to lawyers, judges, and people who work in the criminal justice system.
0: And that's next Thursday, April 12th?
2: April 12th, next April 12th. Thursday. So tell all the kiddos to come out.
0: Mark your calendars. Bring some kids with 12. you guys. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll try to round up some kids.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's For gonna... some older kids. I mean, it's, really, it's really from, uh, you know, what, 14 to... 14. We have... Last meeting, 20s. we had elementary, middle school, uh, high school, and college students, and people who graduated from college or just generally older. We had everybody, all age groups there. So really, everybody's welcome, but we're encouraging all the youth to come out No matter what school they go to, between elementary college, you're welcome. One of the
1: cool things about our work at the panel is we work with a whole lot, you got a sense, we work with a whole lot of different communities. And so we're one of the few places in the state where white, black, Latino are working together um, in big numbers, where young people and older people are working together, uh, where rural and urban folks and activists are coming together Mm -hmm. uh, across the issues of Prison reform, the environment, uh, labor—you uh, uh, know, economic justice activists—all uh, of that kind of uh, converging. And one of the cool things about that is a lot of those issues are interrelated. And sometimes uh, it's difficult to solve the big picture if you're only working on one small piece of it. But to try to take it all on can be overwhelming. And so, by kind of bringing everybody together, we're able to sort of take on a bigger aspect of the work without. You know, swamping everybody under. Uh, so, and then the, you know, I think a lot of our members really value the relationships that we build uh, across communities of people that
0: you know
1: aren't like us, and it's uh, it's one of the, I think the strongest pieces of our work that our, all our members say that they value a, a great deal.
0: Sure, and like, it's very easy to talk about like America's so divided, mm-hmm. and we've and and our media is very divisive, but like it feels to me that. That's where the progress happens is just like the one-on-one like conversations, getting out of your comfort zone, talking to people that are not in your immediate circle, um, not relying on you know, social media like Facebook to filter mm. that sort of thing for you because it's very unreliable right. and we'll, can maybe further insulate you. Right? Well, yeah. this is
1: an arts and culture podcast, so you know, it's Arkansas. And so, I mean, relationships and story. Are what drive the state. And so that's a big part of our work is building relationships across all those communities and creating opportunities for us to share stories with one another. Yeah. You know, Cause that's really what, again, creates,
2: creates community and creates change. Yeah. Sharing stories <laughs> brings people together. Arts mm-hmm. do too. It's true. So you find some common ground, some commonality with individuals. It's easier to understand, you know. We, uh, we do, we did a couple of racial equity workshops, and you just be surprised how people start opening up and started wanting to, to get to know different people just by just learning a little tidbit of information and just understanding people a little bit better when you have the desire and the open mind and the attitude that you really want to get to know each other. So, I'm all for it, man. Peace and love.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Osiris Bali and Bill yeah. from the Arkansas Public Policy Panel. For joining us. Osaris, oh, so I know you've got to dash out and go uh, be on another panel right down the street. So uh, we'll let you go. Uh, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> I appreciate you. <y'all laughs> Thanks having for being us. with yeah, us. Th- thank you. Thank you. And check out Arkansas Public Policy Panel on Facebook and at their website, arpanel.org. You got it. And uh, stay in touch with what they're doing. And this is no small talk. We'll be right back. Welcome back to No Small Talk. I'm Stephanie Smittle and I'm here with Omaya Jones. We're gonna talk a little bit about the Bentonville Film Festival. You can find the full schedule at BentonvilleFilmFestival.com. But we did get word about some panels and then some of the uh, the screenings and people attending that uh, we thought you might like to know about. A Couple panels that jumped out to me. So uh, if you don't know, the Bentonville Film Festival has a, a focus on uh, including voices, particularly voices of uh, women uh, who are, who are underrepresented in film, not only on screen, but behind the camera and and the crew. It's co-founded by uh, Academy Award winner, Gina Davis and CEO Trevor Drinkwater. Um, They say they champion inclusion in all forms of media. It's held the first week of May every year in Bentonville. And it's basically a screening and then a summit on uh, research around inclusion in, uh, in cinema. So all that's at bentonvillefilmfestival.com. They announced some of their guests. Uh, so Gina Davis will be uh, leading a panel, called Gina and friends talk about reversing gender roles on screen. Uh, that's going to be at noon, a record at record North. Again, this is all on the, um, the full schedule at bentonville dot com. This panel is about the idea of role reversal. Ooh. So the idea that you can take any script and without changing anything else in the script, that you can achieve equity on screen by simply changing the character changing the name of the character. And that's it.
3: I have an idea for a movie that should do that with. What's that? The other week, I was having a conversation with some people and we were talking about the next Indiana Jones movie. And I thought, why don't they just not make that and instead take the script and make it a Tomb Raider movie?
0: Okay, because, Lara uh, Croft, just take out? Just, just, just switch, Lara Croft. Indi- yeah, okay. Lara
3: Croft for Indiana Jones. Because they're in the same genre, the same type of movie they should be. Um, but typically, I know with a lot of times with these video game annotations, the scripts aren't very good. So I imagine that the script for Indiana Jones film will be better. So why don't you just switch them out and just not put out 80-year-old Harrison Ford? And instead, you know, use that to revive a, a franchise.
0: So that's brilliant. Also, it makes me wonder what kind of subtleties would come up that, that we wouldn't have been mm-hmm. aware of, like as the, the screenwriters might have put their bias on the page without knowing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that just changing the gender then reveals those little spots where mm-hmm. the bias is clear.
3: And I'll tell you, um, so my friend Michael Carpenter, who got his master's in film from UCA, uh, and part of that process, you have to do your thesis film. It's a short. Uh-huh. And he- You have
0: to make a film? You have to make a okay. film, a
3: short film. And his script originally, I think it was, it was either two men in a in a female role, or it was all three men. And at some point in that process, he just switched two of the roles to just gender swap them. And two, I thought- Two,
0: wait, two of, he switched he, two, one of the- Two
3: men to women. Okay. And it made for a stronger overall film. It's more interesting. Yeah. So I, I think that that is actually, I'm interested in going to this panel because I'd like to hear a more in depth conversation about it because that it seems like it, it is an obvious solution and it is a good solution. And I've seen it work before.
0: Do you know if he had to change other stuff in the script around that or if you just try to keep everything the same?
3: I'm trying to remember our, cause I, I think I got like a producer, executive producer credit and, and we had some conversations around it. And I don't think there were any major changes. To the script whatsoever, it was just there was something on the page that wasn't working. In fact, it was one role that was switched. I remember because the lead was always a woman, and she he cast Natalie Canarday as the as the ah. lead. Yeah, uh-huh. so there was a character who was her. I think it was originally it was her uh, male equivalent of niece, that nephew, on. nephew. Yeah, I think originally it was her nephew. See right there, even
0: in this moment, like Mm -hmm. we have two different words for the same thing. And it's fascinating to me the idea that we could like, potentially, right? Like Mm -hmm. for super optimistic, but potentially... Over the course of time, undo some of these biases that we don't mm-hmm. realize that we have by this formula, right? Because then we realize all the little reverberations of the ways right. that we, like, we cast this in, uh, as a woman, right? And then all of the different ways in which, um, maybe we wrote the rest of the script around that. Mm-hmm. And, and then now if it's a man, we just leave all that. And over the course of time, maybe that has an impact. So I don't know. Yeah.
3: Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's actually a really interesting idea to do formally. You know, if you're, if, if Hollywood's goal is to increase diversity, they should definitely just look into just swapping the genders, certain roles.
0: Well, speaking of that, there was another panel that caught my eye, one called Know Yourself, a look at how our brains process bias without us knowing, which is super creepy and probably really timely and, um, and crucial. But this guy, uh, Dr. Steve Robbins, is going to talk about how uh, our brains work and how we can understand our own biases and uh, and kind of meet them head on. Okay. So that kind of caught my attention. There was one more uh, that I thought was kind of cool. And maybe I thought it was cool because Aisha Tyler is on the panel. She does the voice on archer yeah Uh, i really (laughs) love her and uh, she's one of those people that is a barometer for me for movies like if i see aisha tyler's name on uh, anything I, i kind of trust it uh maybe for better or worse archer's brilliant uh she's gonna be on a panel called a league of their own remarkable change happens when women are in the driver's seat and it's based on a statistic from the gina davis institute on gender and media that shows that when there is a female writer and director, there is a ten percent increase in on-screen roles. I'm assuming they mean on-screen roles mm-hmm. for women. Uh, basically, saying that another, uh, just another little tinkering of the formula, right? Not talking mm-hmm. like big profound ideas, mm-hmm. not talking philosophy, not talking like all the um, all the sort of fancy words that that we and I learned to wrap uh, around these topics when. Uh, you take gender studies classes, but just, just simple formula, like just put a woman in the director's seat and yeah. see what happens. And then like just the sheer impact of that simple move.
3: Yeah. I love that. Did we talk about after the Oscars, the inclusion writer speech?
0: We did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love that, that like after that speech, everybody just basically went to Google and <laughs> put an in inclusion writer. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that?
3: Yeah. So it seems like there's, there are a lot of interesting things that are going to be happening around this festival that sort of talk about these issues and try to push uh, a way to move this conversation forward in a constructive way. That's actual, you know, actually like actionable things, you know, as opposed to talking theoretically. Um, and maybe it seems like I w- I'm going to be going, hopefully I can go for the panels because they sound like really interesting.
0: I hope. Uh, so this is May 1st through 6th in Bentonville. Um, I've been before and uh, got a little taste of sort of the things that were peripheral to it so they had a league of their own baseball game they had um, like all day long music in this uh, table mesa this restaurant on the Bentonville square it's where I went to high school so I have a little bit of a soft spot for that area but nevertheless I I feel it, even people that don't have any connection to uh, Bentonville or maybe even any connection to the idea of representation in media have Something to uh, to learn from going. So uh, they are also sponsoring this podcast. So we should uh, we should say that and encourage you as our listeners to go to bentonvillefilmfestival dot com and check it out.
3: I would say as far as the film lineup, it seems they have some. I would say they have something for everybody. It looks like the films are in two broad categories, which are competition and non competition films. And so to give an idea of the things that are not in competition, or there are there a lot of mainstream releases, like a lot of Marvel films. So like Ant Man, Captain from Captain America Films, Black Panther, Coco, uh, really? So, Marvel Disney, yeah. But then all of the stuff that's actually in competition are indie, their documentaries. Um, just for example, there's one I'm looking at called Intelligent Lives that uh is about a thirty year old man who co teaches at Syracuse University. Um and, you know, I haven't had a chance to like really dig deep into this. To these films but when i've been looking at them a lot of them seem like they're directed by women or minorities or you know people of color uh, a lot of them are international films it looks like so there's like a wide range of films that they're showing over the course of the, the entire
0: festival yeah i like that i'm like I, I like that when you said they're showing these sort of marvel-like films that i was surprised like yeah. i think that's telling yeah. in and of itself that i was like really because what that tells me is that I've become accustomed to um, n- not associating yeah. women directors with action films and fantasy films. And-
3: I'm sort of curious because for Marvel hasn't produced a, a, a film directed by a woman yet. The first one will be Captain Marvel, which I think comes out in 2019 and will be co-directed by a woman. Of course, the first superhero movie to be directed by – well. The first one, I guess, is probably Punisher War Zone, okay. which was directed by Alexi Alexander. She's an actor director. But the first of the like the big two mainstream ones was uh, Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman. All of those, all it looks like all of those screenings are free. All like the Marvel stuff, the Disney stuff, and then you require tickets are required for the films that are in competition.
0: So for us, uh, for for you know the layman, like for a person who like is not a film buff, like myself, I'm not a film buff. What does that mean? Like competition and non-competition just means that the films that are in competition are looking to come out of this with a title that will then help them get on festival circuits and things like that?
3: Not being super familiar with the Bittenville Film Festival, I don't know exactly what prizes they'll be awarding, but it could be something just like best in show or best director or best newcomer or up-and-coming.
0: And And they'll get one of those little feathery garland things to put on their poster? Potentially. They
3: or whatever whatever sort of shape trophy they have. Maybe okay. You have one of those.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's the Bentonville Film Festival. In other film news, we want to let you know that uh, May 12th at Ron Robinson Theater, Cal's Ron Robinson Theater, there will be a screening of a movie called The Organizer. This film tells the story of Wade Rathke, who started uh, ACORN, the Association of Community Organizations for Reform Now in Arkansas in 1970. And those of you who are listeners to KABF, our community radio station, will be familiar with uh, Wade Rathke's voice. Uh, This film premiered last October during the New Orleans Film Festival and then uh, a few days later at the Woodstock Film Festival. And we are finally getting it in Arkansas. So super excited about that. It's called The Organizer and uh, basically about the grassroots efforts aimed at helping people on uh, the lower end of the economic scale. So check it out, the organizer that's May 12th at Cal's Ron Robinson. Also, in other news, we want to let you know that Riverfest announced a portion of their lineup this week. So this has kind of been a little bit of a, I don't know if you'd say like trepidation about this announcement. But, you know, those of us in central Arkansas know that Riverfest called it quits after 40 years last uh after last uh, summer's festival and that a group out of Memphis took it over uh that they are going to uh, revive it over Memorial Day weekend May 25th through 27th their press release said in addition to the headliners that they will feature a Ford family fun zone for kids of all ages with carnival rides a baggo tournament uh street performers magicians so you know river festy stuff They're also going to have something called a banana derby. I don't have confirmation on this, but when I Google it, it tells me that it's monkeys riding on dogs as if they're, like, horse racing. I don't know. I kind of think there's going to be some pushback on the banana derby.
3: That makes me feel like I kind of want to go.
0: I'm not sure if it makes me feel like I definitely want to go now or if I definitely want to avoid it now.
3: Yeah. I mean, I like monkeys. I like dogs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about the, I don't know about the Derby. Yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll see what shakes out on the Banana Derby. We'll keep you posted. Uh, probably more importantly, the following headliners were announced. Young Thug, uh, Lainey, that's L-A-N-Y, Young the Giant, Margot Price, Lavelle Davison, uh, Kip Moore, Highly Suspect, Jamie Johnson, Rachel Potter and Steel Union Band, and Echo Smith, uh, I will say a lot of those names are unfamiliar to me. I'm pretty excited about Margo Price, because I love kind of like traditionalist country, Loretta Lynn style, uh, Lavelle Davison, who just finished his run on The Voice and has come back home. uh young uh, vocalist, really talented. I'm glad they have somebody uh, local in Arkansas connected on the lineup. But the rest uh, remains to be seen. So check it out. It's at Riverfest, Arkansas. Tickets range from forty five dollars to four hundred and ninety bucks for you, the big with swank package. Uh, you like know, the sponsor thing, beer, food. Okay, I think you know you basically live at Riverfest for mm. that time and eat and drink there. So uh, this is sort of a highly anticipated announcement, and I, I hope they add to that lineup and uh, flesh it out a little bit. But what I really want to talk about today is that there's a ton of new music out. Let's get to it. Okay, so first up, Ghost Bones, this band, we got to know them a few years ago, so we're a little partial to them because they won the Arkansas Times Musician Showcase a few years ago uh, out of Hot Springs. And their songs have sort of trickled out one by one. So this song called Pied Piper was in my head for a few years on and off. Uh, It's on the album, and the album's called Lip Shifter. We're super stoked to see it. It's a collection of What I would call dance tracks, but when I say dance tracks, I mean, like, super kind of, uh, 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 jumpy, sort of David Byrne feeling, uh, call and response between the guitar and the vocals kind of dance, um, kind of like a jerky dance track, right? Like, uh, like if the B-52s instead of neon pink were black, super dark, Yeah, really fun stuff. Um, I love the album art. It's gorgeous. It's an immaculate arrangement of Bones by uh, Sunny Kay, who's the new director at Loki Arts. I love how high the vocals are mixed because I love Ashley Hill's voice and she's got this sort of, really sideways glance to her delivery, uh super wry. And I'm going to recommend to listeners that they go check out Nape of My Neck. If for no other reason than that there's a fantastic video for it, that's uh super creepy and reminds me of a really stellar episode of the Twilight Zone. Cool. Another band called Orr. This is a project from Jack Lloyd and Everett Hagen, and they've just put out these five tracks on a record called Two. That's like the Roman numeral, numeral two. And it's very like... uh Dirge like a sort of like deep baritone Nick Cave kind of vocals above these really minimalist uh beats. I really love this track instantly called A Funeral, which is a little bit what their music sounds like, but in this wonderfully somber way. Uh when I heard this I wrote, I would put this on a mixtape with Diamond galas So and I love Diamond galas It's a Greek American soprano, really avant-garde. Um, Performance artist, her performances often involve like churches and blood and, you know, they're very terrifying. Uh, but yeah, or is the name of the band and the album is called To the Roman Numeral Two. Check it out. Uh, color design, if you've ever seen this band live, it's just this wall of sustained guitars with uh, Sean Hood, mm-hmm. who's their vocalist over the whole thing. He's often, like, in the crowd, so it gives this real immediate, I mean, the, the band has a really immediate sort of urgent sound to them anyway, but when he is, like, a foot away from you, just howling into the microphone, uh, it's great. <laughs> so to that end, uh, you should check out their new single, Hover, which is uh, from their forthcoming album called They Don't Exist, out in July. But more importantly, they are playing next week, April 18th with Pissing comments and William Blackert, 9 p.m. at the Whitewater Tavern. It's color design. Next up, I want to encourage you to check out the new record called Two Star Kind of Band from Spirit Cunts. Full disclosure, one of the Spirit Cunts does work at the Arkansas Times, but uh, her name is Laura Segudino. That does not stop us from very objectively loving yes. uh tracks on this new this record. One,
3: I can say I've actually I listened to this one and it was good.
0: Like oh yeah? It. yeah, You dug it? I
1: really like this album.
0: There's a song on there called Two Cents which uh, is amazing. They did it sort of like when I've seen them live they, it was a much slower version and they mm-hmm. really sped it up. It feels really sort of uh, almost like nervous and I, I love that quality to it. And I'm going to say you should probably check out the opening track uh, called Full House. Super soulful vocals from Larissa who uh, studied voice in college. And even though this isn't a classical delivery at all, you can sort of hear that um, that power and um, the breath control. It's a really beautiful sound. Uh, we just heard them at the showcase last year and they did not win their round, but nevertheless, we all fell head over heels for spirit comes. Uh Check them out. They're opening for Thelma and the Sleaze next week. So... It'll be at Stickies. Okay. Yeah, Thumb in the Sleeves is going to be at Stickies next week. Super stoked about that. And then the last one I want to uh, commend for your listening pleasure is a track from Couch Jackets, who uh, made it to the finals of the Arkansas Times Musician Showcase this year. And another band we just like—I feel like I could have listened to them for two or three hours. They're so much fun to watch. This track is called "O Possum, My Possum." And uh, it's from an upcoming album, forthcoming, called Go to Bed. And super layered, uh, so many layers to the songs. They say about this track, this "Opossum, oh My Possum, they say, The bomb shelter, where they recorded this, is this beautiful baby of a studio built with a few friends in Nashville by Andrea Tokic he's like the willy wonka of analog and this place is his chocolate factory i love that idea because these guys seem like they have boundless musical imagination and i just i love the idea of them being in this candy store of a studio and i don't think there's anything stopping them from making their music as expansive and like big as they want to make it so that's couch jackets Opossum, my possum we'll be back shortly this is no small talk We're back. This is No Small Talk, and we are going to close out the show with some recommendations for you. Do you have any recommendations for our listeners?
3: Uh, I do have one recommendation. It's a free movie.
0: Great. Next Love week, it already.
3: Thursday, April 12th at Crush Wine Bar. So I've recommended supporting Kaleidoscope before, and this is an event by, I guess technically it would be like Kaleidoscope's parent organization. Okay. So it's the Film Society of Little Okay. And they are behind Galeidoscope, and they're doing a series of movies, of screenings uh, throughout the year. And so next week, April 12th at Crush Wine Bar, for free, they are showing Predator. Okay. Uh, so I don't think the drinks are free. So it's from 8 to 10. I'll be there unless, you know, my dogs get sick or something. Okay. But otherwise, yeah, I I plan on being there. If
0: you bring your dogs to Predator, they probably will get sick. I've seen that movie.
3: Probably. I don't, I don't think they would sit still for it. They'd probably okay. freak out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's my as, recommendation. As the attendees might.
3: Yes. So Stephanie, do you have any recommendations?
0: Great. My recommendation is that you get yourselves up to Northwest Arkansas sometime in April for a month long of programming of, uh, in support of women at both Stage 18 and Phoenix, which are um, relatively new spaces, both of them in Fayetteville. They say that this is called intersections. So it, my, the idea is that intersections of, um, from what I can tell, is basically a bunch of badass women in Northwest Arkansas that uh, decide to collaborate on some visual art and some performance art. They are partnering uh, together Inverse Performance Art Festival, Arkansas Staged, Of Note and the Trillium Salon Series, a... Um, Majority of proceeds of art sales go to brave women a grassroots organization partnering with abuse Survivors, there is a ton of stuff going on. There's a music showcase at a backspace panel on intersectionality called lip service There's one woman play from Lauren Gunderson performed by Arkansas staged uh, and performed in solidarity with the national school walkout and uh, all sorts of other art textile ceramic photography. It's also Phoenix's soft opening of their new gallery on the Fayetteville Square. So your chance to check out that space. It's at 16 West Center in Fayetteville and you can find out more about it on the Women's Exhibition's Northwest Arkansas Facebook page. So that's at Facebook. If you type in Nasty Women NWA this is sort of an extension of the work that the Northwest Arkansas chapter of Nasty Women did last year. It's called Intersections. Check it out. All through April.
3: And do you have a move for the
0: week? I do have a move for the week. I would suggest that you go to Hendricks College on Saturday night. It's in Conway. It's a liberal arts college. They have a small radio station called KHDX. And uh, as I recall then, it was called the 10-watt Tower of Power. I don't know if it's 10 watts <laughs> still or no. not. Their slogan now is, thanks for listening, Mom. So I think <laughs> that implies that their wattage is fairly small. Yes. Okay. And a band called Bermuda Triangle is playing there. It was almost just one of those moments, like, where you don't get advance notice of a concert. Mm-hmm. It just sort of pops up in your radar. And uh, I love I love that feeling. Like, when one of your favorite bands is coming to town and you didn't know about it, and it's next week, and you gotta go. And Bermuda Triangle is, like, sort of a super group. Okay. So it's Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes. Super powerful soul vocalist, uh, Jesse Lofser, and uh, one of my favorites, Becca Mankari. Uh, so they are friends, and they all get together and start playing together in their backyard. And they're, you know, they're solo artists of, of in their own right. And they decided to form this group called Bermuda Triangle, and they will be at Hendrix College this Saturday, April 7th, uh, starts at 8 p.m. And uh, I believe what you need to do is go to the KHDX Facebook page and find the email address there because this is one of those where you got to send them your name and then they'll have your name and you pay at the door that sort of thing but it's at warsham performance hall tickets are 15 bucks saturday bermuda triangle that's my move there's a ton else going on which you can check out in the new issue of the arkansas times the to-do list uh, starts on page 26. check it out and uh, this is no small talk i'm stephanie smiddle this um. is Omaya Jones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Thank you. We're sponsored by the Bentonville Film Festival. Thanks for listening and uh, find the blog version of this post for all the music we recommend today. And we'll be back next week. <laughs>